Hallelujah. Now today is, uh, now it just ended at 6 o'clock, Yom Kippur. The day of atonement began yesterday at 6 o'clock. And uh, I want us tonight, I want to share something, believe in God with you to, I mean believe in God for you to have insight and then we can, we can do what God has commanded us to do. And he's given a command to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. He's, pray, he's given us a command to pray for the Jewish people. So I, I want you to believe God for insight. For the ability to see. For the ability to hear. You may say like I've never heard that. That's fine. You can get a seed. Remember the word is the seed. So you get that seed, receive it. And we'll go from, from there. Let's start from Romans 10. So tonight I'm focusing on the Jewish people. They're being fasting, many of them, or maybe millions of them. They're just breaking the fast uh, this, this evening. And the heart of God, how many know that this book was written? Not this book, not iPad, you understand? But how many know that the Bible was written by the Holy Spirit? As men who are moved by the Holy Spirit, they wrote the Bible. So then, um, I want you to see Apostle Paul writing by the Holy Spirit uh, regarding his desire. Let's go to Romans chapter 10 from verse 1. We'll do some reading tonight. Say, Father, thank you for teaching me. I receive revelation in the name of Jesus. In um, Romans 10, verse 1, it says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Now, this should also be our passion. God's passion should be our passion. Jesus said this, that in that day you will know that I am in the Father, and I in you, and you in, in me. Something, similar. did I say it right? But I'm, I'm in the Father. In other words, or let, let me make it clear then. In, the, in 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 17, it says, He who, who is joined to the Lord is one spirit with him. Now, and another scripture, which, which um, when I gave my, my life to Christ, I had it being quoted so much. Then one time I was in the presence of God and I asked something and he showed me. And I thought, yeah, Lord. If you ever heard people say like, uh, uh, God says that you'll give me the desires of my heart. He didn't say that. He didn't say that. He says, that, that scripture says, delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Now, the desires of your heart some, sometimes can be messed up. You get angry and you feel like that matter to, ought to roll right now. You think God is going to grant you that? No, he was going, not going to. But what, what, what does he do? You delight in him. And, and, and the way he showed it to me was, you delight in me, so you delight in my will, so that when I'm looking at your heart and I'm looking at your desires, it's according to my will. So what does God respond to? He responds to his will, which has become your will. That's what the Bible says in Romans 12, verse 2, that you be not conformed to this world, but you are transformed 
by the renewing of our minds, that we may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So that is very important. Instead of thinking like, oh, God says you'll give me the desires of my heart. No, he won't. But he says this, delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. So this should be our desire. So how yours and my desire, my heart's desire and prayer for, to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Let me ask you something. You may say like, this is just knowledge I'm reading. Yes, can I tell you something then about it? You see the word of God, you hear the word of God, it brings in faith. So it's not a feeling towards the Jewish people. It's faith in God's word that is able to bring forth results. There's something that I said, I was, I was telling my, my wife Tina on, on Sunday afternoon. i never seen it that way. Probably you've heard, probably you've heard it, but I've never seen it that way. What, what the word of God actually does, it brings faith. The word of God, why is that so? Romans ten seventeen says, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So when you hear the word of God, it brings forth faith. Now think about this. If the word of God didn't have faith, or quote unquote, if it didn't contain faith, you, can, you would not receive any faith hearing it. So then if you can, we can say then, truthfully so, we can say this, then the word of God is filled with God's faith. The word of God is full or filled with God's faith. So when you hear the word of God, what does it bring? It brings to your heart the faith of God. Now when you just hear, Hearing and hearing is very important. But let me tell you something that you can do that changes that hearing to... Hearing is information. But meditation brings in revelation. When you've had information, you can have it in your head. But when you start meditating and you start praying in the Holy Ghost, Lord, I have seen in your heart your desire and prayer... It's your desire. Apostle Paul wrote by the Spirit. He says, his desire, which you inspired him, and his prayer for Israel is that they may be saved. So, Lord, I take your desire to be my desire. What does that word? You are taking, actually, the God kind of faith, and you are mixing it with your, I mean, you are mixing the word of God with faith, so that you may see the results that God wants to see in fulfilled in our generation. Listen to this. The walk of faith is not a feeling. The walk of faith is not a feeling. The walk of faith is taking the word of God and believing it. And when you believe it, you start saying it. You start saying what God says, and you start realizing now, the, the, the moment you start saying, like you start praying this prayer, the revelations start coming up in your heart. And I'm telling you, the Bible becomes beautiful. Many people don't enjoy praying because they have no revelation. If you don't have revelation, you can't enjoy praying. But if you have revelation of what is done for you, you will enjoy praying. So, okay, having said all that, are you seeing the heart's desire? Say, me too. My heart's desire. I say it by faith and prayer. To you, my Father, for Israel is that they may be saved.
Now you have a prayer right there. It says not only a desire, but it's a prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. Listen to what he says next. Uh, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. For they have being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So who's the righteousness of God? Christ has been made the righteousness of God. In other words, he, Christ, already has been revealed to mankind. And so anyone seeking his or her own righteousness without Christ, they are in error. They have actually forsaken God's righteousness. Have you ever heard people say like, you know, the Bible says my, my righteousness is filthy, like filthy rags. Yeah, that's right. But you and I don't have our, our righteousness. We have the righteousness of Christ. What is righteousness? The righteousness of Christ. What is righteousness? I like saying it in this man. It's the ability to stand before God with no guilt or shame or condemnation as if you've never sinned before. Why? He said, let me say it again. The ability to stand before God with no sense of guilt or shame or condemnation as if you've never sinned before. Condemnation is a killer. What righteousness has done in Christ Jesus, the righteousness has been imparted in us so that we can stand before Father, oh good Lord, and say, Father. Wow. Listen to this. We may know now in part, but I'm telling you, and you have to endeavor to have revelation, to increase in revelation when you're still living on this in this earthly suit. But I'm telling you, when that day comes, you step into eternity, into, into heaven, you'll be amazed of how, how much you are saved for. It's amazing. And it's forever and ever. That's why I believe every, every and, and it's true, every, everyone actually, uh, if, if you stepped into eternity and you saw heaven and you know you're going to heaven, you'll not want to come here. You will not want to hear Kenya Kwanzu as Mio anymore. <laughs> no, just kidding. But, but, but you will not want to come here. Why? Oh my goodness, the glory. The glory. You know, I've meditated on this over and over again in prayer. And just praying in tongues and meditating. I've, I've thought about this. The first time I was touched by God's presence, a sinner, a sinner, lived a rebellious life. But when I was touched by God's presence in my heart, I remember how I felt. Uh, tears just flowed out of my eyes without being told by anyone. Uh, and you, you would ask me, why are you crying? I finally fell in love. <laughs> Do you think of falling in love? And some, don't think of it yet. Okay. But, but, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but you have the man, or, uh, a wife or a husband, you think of where your, your husband just looks at you and just cries. Am I crying, my husband? I fell in love with you. <laughs> yeah. 
I'm telling you, every time we look at the Lord and we, we experience his presence, that's exactly what happens because of his great love. We go faster here. Um, for, for they're ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So if anyone ever tells you, you know, all of us are sinners, I say, no, not us, not me. Um, I don't have my own righteousness. I have the righteousness of, of God. I was a sinner, but I got born again, so I'm not a sinner. What do you mean? I say, I'm not. Because, you know, my faith, the faith I have is not my faith, the faith of the Son of God. So I am not a sinner. For Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes, and it goes on and on. Now let me, let me read five and, five and six, and then I think I'll, uh, I'll go to chapter 11. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. The man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart who will ascend into heaven, that is to bring Christ down from above, or will descend into the abyss, that is to bring Christ up from the dead. But what does he say? The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. That is the word of faith which you preach. And, and I've, I've taught and taught about that. Let's go to chapter 11 now. We'll do some reading this evening. I say then, has God cast away his people? Have you ever heard that question? Uh, people say like, uh, you know, God no longer considers Israel as his people. You've ever heard that? You've ever heard that? You, you, you've never heard that? Or you have? And have you ever heard that? People say now, uh, Israel completely has been replaced, so God's purposes concerning Israel is over. That's not true according to the Bible. That's not true. And that's error. Because Apostle Paul, remember, Apostle, look at what he says. I say then, has God cast away his people? Certainly not. For I also am an Israelite, the seed of Abraham, of the tribe of Benjamin. Now look at this. The apostles were Jewish. So one cannot say that the plan, God's plan for the Jewish people is over. Not so. Not true. His heart desire, has desire and prayer to God for Israel is that all may be saved. And he himself is saying, I am. In other words, I am Jewish. God has not cast away his people whom he foreknew. Go back to Romans chapter 8. Just that scripture there. <clears throat> Romans chapter 8. So he says, Apostle Paul uses this word, whom, him, them whom he foreknew. Okay? Look at this uh, verse 29 of Romans 8, 29. You there? Oh, you're there. Okay. Oh, you're not there. <laughs> okay, Romans 8, 29. He says this. Look at this. Pay attention to it. For whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Now, going back to this other one, Apostle Paul will say that God actually foreknew Israel. So what does he say? In, in, in others, God has not cast his people whom he foreknew. He, did, he, did he have a foreknowledge concerning you and I? Yes, he did. And he's saying the same thing to the children of Israel. He says he has not cast away his people 
whom we foreknew? Or do you not know that the scripture says of Elijah, how he pleased with God against Israel, saying, Lord, they have killed all your, they have killed your prophets and torn down your altars, and I alone am left, and they seek my life. Can you imagine praying that prayer? Huh? <laughs> Here's a prophet of God. He's running from, uh, from uh, uh, Jezebel. And then he's found by God. It's not like God didn't know where he goes. But he said, what why are you doing here? He said, oh, no. I'm being zealous, Lord, to do your will. And they have killed all your prophets. They have killed your prophets and torn down your altars. And I am all left, Lord. You have only one person on this earth who's righteous. God says, you are wrong. He says this. But what does, does the divine response say to him? I have reserved for myself 7,000 who have not bowed the knee to bow. That's why when you hear young people say, oh, oh no, or people say, the, all the generation of young people, they are really, they, they, are, they are destroyed. They say, no, 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 I'm not. I'm not, that's not true. I'm a young person and I'm serving God and I'm zealous for the will of God. Never allow that. Never generalize, you know, uh, situation. Say, no, no, no. There, there are many people that God says, I have reserved. Thank God. Churchy does that in every generation. He reserves. They are called remnants. We are the remnants. Amen. Do you know what I, I am? I'm a remnant. I don't bribe. <laughs> I don't bribe. They say, oh yeah, this nation, you know, everyone bribes. They say, don't, don't include me. I don't. I don't bribe. Anyone? It's just, just me alone? Or are you having to think? <laughs> So that's the divine response. Is for myself 7,000 even who have not bound the knee. Even so at this present time. Look at verse 5. Even so then at this present time, even this evening, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. There is a remnant in Israel. There is a remnant that they are seeking to know their Messiah. There is a remnant that are seeking. And I do believe this. Look at this. Even this Yom Kippur, this, this day, there's a remnant. There are people that, there are Jewish people that are being truly seeking God. And they want to be saved. And we agree with the word of God for revelation upon them concerning their salvation. And that they may know their Messiah. And that they may receive their Messiah, Yeshua, the Son of God. So there is a remnant. And look at this. Even so, then, at this present time, there is a remnant according to the election of grace. And if by grace, then it's no longer of works. Otherwise, grace is no longer grace. But if it is of works, it's no longer grace. Otherwise, work is no longer work. What then? Look at verse 7. Israel has not obtained what is six, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest are blinded. Now, who are the elect? Are we here? We are the elect. Israel has not obtained what is six, but the elect have obtained it, and the rest are blinded. Look at this, what follows in verse 8. Just as it is written, God has given them a spirit of stupor, eyes that they should not see, and ears that they should not hear to this very day. And David says this, let their table become a snare and a trap and a stumbling block and a recompense to them, let their eyes be darkened so that they do not see and bow down their back always. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. 
But through their fall, I want you to pay attention to that, but through their fall, to, prove, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. They fell through their, their fall, and to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to us. Listen to this. Ephesians chapter 2 says this. You and I were without God. Let's go over there, then we come back. Pay attention, okay? Don't wonder. In Ephesians chapter 2, This is a message to me. Look at verse 14. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 14. For he himself is our peace. Who is talking about? Look at that. He himself. Who is that? That's Jesus. He himself, Jesus our Lord, is our peace. Who has made both one and has broken, the da broken down the middle wall of separation. Which, which, oh let me go ahead and say that. Go on. Having abolished in his flesh the enmity, that is the law of commandments contained in ordinances, so as to create in himself one new man from the two, thus making peace. One new man from the two, thus the Jews and the Gentiles, in Christ. And then he says this, and that he may reconcile them both to God, one body, in one body through the cross, thereby, did I come back to the same thing? Thereby putting to death the enmity, let's go to the next one please. And he came and preached peace to you who are far off and to those who are near who could hear him and see him as their Messiah, the Jewish people. And then he goes on to say this, For through him, Jesus, we both have access by one spirit to the Father. Through Jesus. And go, go, ahead, go ahead. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of faith. And then goes on to say, having been built on the foundation of the apostles, who are all? Who are Jewish? And prophets who are? And the man Jesus Christ who was? So how do you want to uproot yourself? In fact, you don't have the roots. You're being grafted. You, you understand? When the church thinks that way, we don't have the root. We've been grafted and we'll see much better. Being the chief cornerstone in whom the whole building being fitted together grows into a holy temple. Come on, brother. Holy, oh, that's sister. A holy temple in the Lord. And then he says this, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the spirit. God is building his church. And, 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 and look at this. When the revelation comes to the church and as individuals and we start praying and like Apostle Paul says in that Romans chapter 10, chapter 10 verse 1, his heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. When that becomes our passion, I'm telling you, there is more coming together of the church and the Jewish people. Revelation. And look at this. They have been taught the Torah they have been taught the law. Now they come in Christ with all the language, the richness of that language will be enlightened more and understand more the precepts of the kingdom of heaven, of, of God, because of the Jewish people. In other words, their fall was for our salvation, 
may go back. Let me, I wanted to read a scripture there in Ephesians. Remember, you are once Gentiles in the flesh. You and I were Gentiles. And, and not only that, he says this. Remember, then, therefore, remember that you are once Gentiles in the flesh who are called uncircumcision by what is called the circumcision made in the flesh by the hands. So the uncircumcision or who? Uncircumcised or who? Us. What does that mean? With no covenant with God. That's exactly what it means. The circumcised had covenant with God. All right? So can I say something? Especially parents. Because they do it so much. First, there's no way in the Bible that you circumcise a girl. Okay? That doesn't occur. I mean, that does, is not scriptural. And then the second thing is this. Uh, the circumcision of male or female means nothing. It has no spiritual signification. significance. Nothing. All right? So it's not like... And then, so don't wait until your children go to standard eight before they go to form one. That's nonsense. You understand? Circumcise even if you are able the eighth day. They should not, and not the, the Jewish, the Jews have been circumcised on the eighth day. And circumcise even if you can do the eighth day. I mean, early, early, early. Do, do that. Don't wait until you say that they are going through a certain initiation to be taught about what? Adulthood. What? Their traditions, and they've been so much even among the Pentecostals in this nation. Their traditions. They carry no significance. Why would you wait for him to come to standard eight? You are hurting him, in fact. The earlier the better. Don't wait until all that. And does not mean that now they have a covenant with God and now they are grown-ups. Nothing. They are not grown-ups. A knife does not make anyone a grown-up. Okay? So, do you agree? Men? You agree, huh? You lead the way home, home, home well, and if you did it, that's fine. Get behind it. I mean, get, get over it. But it doesn't at all. And that does not mean anything except for hygienic, uh, hygiene reasons. Okay, fine. <sighs> Praise God. I said, oh, amen, church. Amen. amen. <laughs> oh, you're also here. Okay. <laughs> well, look at this. Then. Therefore, remember that you are once Gentiles in the flesh, okay? So we're going to go, go, go over there. That at that time, listen to this, you are without Christ. Being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel and strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. Church is for every sinner is that way. He is is without God and without hope in this world. Every sinner is that way. That's why we need to speak to them hope. In other words, don't tell sinners, oh, you, you little drunkard, you know, you're such a bad guy. You need Christ. No, you're not preaching the good news. They already know that. We need to give them hope. You can be free. And, and it says this, that at that time, but now in Christ Jesus, you were once far off, far off, have been brought near by, come on, say it. That's what has brought us near. By the blood of Christ. 
we've been brought near. Now, let's go back then to Romans. Hallelujah. Doing some teaching here tonight. So don't forget verse 1, Romans 10. They has desire and prayer to God is for all Israel to be saved. So can you have that as part of your prayer? You, you take uh, First Timothy chapter 2, praying for the government, all those in authority and for all men and all those in authority, and take that as another, the second thing, as a command. I did, uh, I'm, I'm seeing him, he says about uh, making a Jew jealous. Let, let's go over there. Okay, which verse was that? Okay, yeah, verse 11. I say then, have they stumbled that they should fall? Certainly not. But through their fall, to provoke them to jealousy, salvation has come to the Gentiles. Do you see how we need to walk in the power of God until the Jewish people can tell, that is our God. And this is the, our God. But now, the, the people who are not with a, in natural, after the flesh in covenant with God, because of being not sons of Abraham in the flesh, they are walking with God. We want this God who delivered our forefathers from the, the, the land of Egypt. Tina and I had dinner, I had a cup, actually it's an evening, I had a cup of tea and with, a, with a Jewish woman some few years ago. And I started, I keep telling her about the Lord and talking to her about receiving the Lord. And then at some point she looked at us and, and with the tears in her eyes she said this, you people are so sincere. You really, you sincerely, you love your God. And she had tears in her eyes. And then she said this, you make me jealous. I thought, that's the scripture. I mean, that really excited me when I saw the scripture. And then she asked me, uh, she asked us that, if I give my life to Christ and I'm sent, she was going back to Israel, of course, and they don't want me to stay in Israel, what will I do? I said, you'll come and stay with us. And uh, she left. But I told her before she left, I'll be praying for you until you know Christ because he is your Messiah. And you know, I pray for, he, for her until today, believing God for her family. And that was so wonderful because I have a... In fact, just yesterday, I think yesterday, you sent me a text concerning this uh, Jewish uh, Yom Kippur and all that. She sent me a text yesterday. And I have someone that I can pray for as a point of contact of Jewish people. But you don't have to know someone. All right? You can, you can, you can, you can go to the scriptures and obey the word of God. Now then, now if their fall, verse 12, is riches to the world, for the world, and their failure, failure is riches for the Gentiles, how much more their fullness? Hmm. Their failure is riches for the world, and their failure is riches for the Gentiles. How much more for, for their fullness? What will be answered? Much more. What, how will it be, listen to this, how will it be that 
all Jewish people, many, many millions of them know the Lord. What would be in the world? And they're preaching the gospel of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. And they start speaking from the book of Genesis. And with all the knowledge, the richness of that language, they're telling the world about Jesus. I'm telling you, many will come to the knowledge of God. Many shall be saved. Let's believe God for that. I believe this. I believe this. I'm saying this. I believe this is what will happen, church. When you see that many coming to the Lord and many preaching the gospel, we'll see then many Gentiles coming to the kingdom of God. There'll be such an outpouring of the Holy Spirit and we start looking at more than ever before of the, sec- of the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. But since they're not in just saying that, be passionate concerning the nation of Israel. Be passionate, believe in God for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Be passionate. They said, don't act as a person without knowledge. Now you have the knowledge and, and you can increase in this knowledge and in prayer. And the Lord can speak to you and tell you, I want you to specifically to start praying. So specifically, I want you to be praying this way. Listen to this. You can be such a teacher or a prayer of, or, and, and with much understanding that will bless your life beyond measure. Why is that so? Genesis 12. Abraham was told by God, whoever blesses you, I will bless. There's a blessing that we receive as people of God by blessing Israel. Hallelujah. Amen? There is. And it's, it's, it's amazing. We are, we say, but we are, we are the seed of Abraham, you know, by faith. Yes, we are. But what about if it be this way? You are the seed of Abraham after the flesh. I mean, after, by the Spirit, by, by faith in Christ Jesus, but in, in Galatians 3.29. But then more than that, you also are blessing the seed of Abraham after the flesh. And there is a, God says this to Abraham. He made a covenant with Abraham. I will bless those who will bless you. It's double, multiplied, over and above. And I have, we, we have witnessed ministries that are supporting Israel, how their lives are they're, they're, they're increasing and increasing and increasing. And that's why we take our first fruit offering, like the one coming up on the 30th, and we use, it, we use it to be a blessing to the nation of Israel. We give every month to an orphanage in Israel, taking care of the Jewish people. We are blessed. And you are part of this, you better be saying, I'm blessed. I bless Israel and I'm a blessed man or woman. Say, I don't feel anything. He said, you don't have to. You don't have to. You take the word of God by faith. Now then, so, for I speak to you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am an apostle to the Gentiles, I magnify my ministry. Apostle Paul was called as an apostle to the Gentiles. If by any means I may provoke to jealousy those who are my flesh and save some of them. Who is he talking about? He's talking about the Jewish. For if they are being cast away is the reconciling of the world, what will their acceptance be but life from the dead? Woo. I think, 
Now, this is what I think. You can go out, out and, and check it out and ask the Lord, was that pastor's thinking right? <laughs> but I think the more nations rise up against Israel, the more chaotic the world becomes. The more nations rise up against Israel, the more chaotic the world becomes. The more there are many nations rising up to bless Israel, the better this world becomes. Write that down and ponder. And be one of those people who rise up to bless Israel. And then he says this. For if the first fruit is holy, the first fruit is who? Israel. Remember he says, Israel is my firstborn. You remember that? The scripture says, the first fruit is holy, the lamp also is holy. And if the root is holy, so are the branches. Who are the branches? We are the branches who came in as a church. And if some branches are broken off and you being a wild olive tree, so you are a wild olive tree. <laughs> Thank God for the blood. Wild olive tree were grafted in among them and with them became a partake of the root and fatness of the olive tree. Do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. There's a story years ago. I read it was so funny. Uh, there's a man who owned, uh, they, they, you know the way you are, live in an apartment and, and you bought first floor. But the ground floor is a neighbor. And then uh, so the neighbor woke up this one morning and to went to tell this man who was on the first floor that just to let you know I'm moving. And therefore, my movement means I'm demolishing my house. So you come out and hold your house because mine is going down. <laughs> now, if we start thinking that we are against the children of Israel and, and feeling like, like we, they don't need us, I'm telling you, if you are living first floor, your house is on top of the neighbor and he's mad and he's living and he's saying he's demolishing his house, you better know how to hold that house until it demolishes, sees, and then you bring yours down to the ground floor. <laughs> so then, so my, my point is this then. He's a, they are the roots. So then we cannot say we have been engrafted. But thank God for Christ who through, the, through his blood we have become one. So we need to be aware of this and release our faith with God's desire for the Israel salvation. Now, look at verse 19. So the root supports us. This is the scripture here I was saying. Give that story. Do not boast against the branches. But if you do boast, remember that you do not support the root, but the root supports you. You will say then, branches are broken off that I might be grafted in. Well said, because of unbelief, pay attention to this, because of unbelief, they are broken off and you stand by faith. Because of unbelief, they are broken off. But what about us? We stand by faith. Do not be haughty, but fear. That's reverential fear. For us, we stand by faith. 
Because of the unbelief, they were removed. But what, what, what brought us in? We came in by faith. By believing what? Believing the word of God, we are brought into the kingdom of God and we are the seed of Abraham by faith. For if God did not spare the natural branches, he may not spare you either. Therefore, consider, listen this, consider the goodness of God and severity of God on those who fail. Severity, but, to, but toward you, goodness. If you continue in his goodness, otherwise you'll also be cut off. In other words, church, we need to have that reverential fear concerning what God has done for us. Don't ever take your salvation for granted. Never ever. Never ever. That's why you should be passionate to tell others about your salvation and to tell others that they can be born again. Verse 23, and they also, if they do continue in unbelief, they do not continue in unbelief, will be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. And that's, that's he say his prayer, is that Israel may be saved. For if you are cut out of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and are grafted contrary to the nature into a cultivated olive tree, how much more will these who are natural branches be grafted into their own olive tree? Much more. They are removed, they can, they, they, they can come in. And then he says this. Oh, there's a lot of reading. Verse 25. For I do not desire, brethren, that you should be ignorant of this mystery. So this is the point here. Don't be ignorant of this mystery. They, uh, you've heard people say like, you know, this Christianity is white man's religion. That's not true. Huh? So which is your black man's religion? Of course, they are not here, the ones who talk that way. But, 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 but you see people talk about lies and keep bringing lies and blind. So mostly white man's, they, they, you know, they talk about who? They talk about the West. But it didn't come from the West. You know, it's Jewish. But not only that, uh, if, if, if we look at the Word of God, we start realizing the plan of God for our salvation. You go back to the book of Genesis. So God he says this, is what he's saying this, he says this in his word, don't be ignorant of this mystery, lest you should be wise in your own opinion. So, being wise in one's opinion, according to this scripture, dealing with the Jewish people, is to think like the church does not need the Jewish people. That's being wise. On your own, being wise, as he says, being wise in your own opinion. We need them to come into the kingdom of God. We need to earnestly pray for them. We need to desire for them to know their Messiah. Uh, lest you should be wise in your own opinion that blindness is part, in part has happened to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. And so all Israel will be saved. As it is written, the deliverer will come out of Zion and will turn away ungodliness from Jacob. For this is my covenant with them when I take away their sins. Verse 28, concerning the gospel... They are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the fathers. Concerning the gospel, they are enemies for your sake, but concerning the election, they are beloved for the sake of the, fa of the fathers. We, uh, we call Abraham our father of faith. Why is that so? Because 
in Christ Jesus by faith, Abraham said, for the gifts and the calling of God are irrevocable, or the, the gifts and the calling of God are without repentance. When God says it, it's that way. Is, is that, look at this. Isn't that sad for one to die as a sinner? Because God, every single person born, ever born, and will ever be born on this earth, they have gifts of God in them and callings of God in them. The call of God in them. The gift and the call, call of God. Look at this. In eternity, they'll be judged for not using the gift as you're supposed to and not using, taking the call, fulfilling it as they are created to be. Hell is a miserable place. You know, it says, fool says in his heart there is no God. But, but can you think even worse? I had, as I had a certain preacher say this. Even worse, he, according, not me, this is this man who said this, that for me it's not even the fire you think of fear, fear in hell, is to have all fools in one place for eternity. <laughs> Can you imagine that? All fools in one place for eternity. Everything they say is foolish. <laughs> I've ever spent time for someone foolish. Anyway, no, don't go there. Praise God. For as you are once obedient, verse 30, to God, you have now obtained mercy through their disobedience. Even so, these also have now been disobedient, that through the mercy shown you, they also may obtain mercy. Can you see God still, his purpose is there. The mercy that God showed, has shown us is the same that extending the same mercy to the people of Israel. For God has committed them all to disobedience that he might have mercy on all. Let's read verse 3 together. Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. Don't read, and his ways past finding out. Have you seen exclamation mark there? Oh, the depth of the riches, both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. I mean, that's high wisdom of God. So do you know what we need? Listen to this as a church. As we seek the Lord, as we pray for the children of Israel, first that you do not be ignorant and be wise in, your own, in our own opinion. And then second, second, second is this, that you may cultivate that desire for them to be saved. And you know what happens? I do believe is this. There's the outpouring of God's wisdom. We understand. Listen to this. Our enlargement concerning the purposes, uh, no, uh, our understanding concerning the purposes of God, eternal purposes of God, increase and enlarge. I'll say it again. We say it in this manner. For the church to think God has dealt with Israel and there is no purposes again concerning Israel the understanding of the kingdom becomes narrow. And they become so ignorant of the eternal purposes of God. And listen to this. 
and that church, though the church, like, like the Bible, like Jesus spoke to one of the churches, that church is naked. It's really operating way below its privileges in Christ. Because you cannot think at all as a believer of removing Israel from the scriptures and say you are a believer. You can't. And say you are a believer in Christ and remove Israel from, from the scriptures. Then you are no longer a believer. Who is Abraham? A Hebrew man. You, you see what I'm saying? Now he's, a, he's saying about, about the purposes of God and his wisdom. I believe then when we start praying, believing, and with the desire, his desire for Israel becomes our desire, and we want those purposes to be fulfilled, our understanding of the kingdom, of the eternal purposes of God, enlarges. And you know what that means, church? We operate in higher levels of wisdom and understanding and authority of the kingdom of God because we are getting to know the will of the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I hope you've heard that. Let's go to Genesis 12. Quickly and then. Receiving some understanding? Yes. Say, Pastor, I think this is too much. I don't think if I understand. Now just take that by faith. Go back to, Je- to Romans chapter 11 in your own time. And take the message and say, oh God. I did that. Let's go that Romans 12. Uh, I mean, Genesis 12. Now the Lord said to Abram, a Hebrew, get out of your country from your family, from your father's house, to a land that I'll show you. I will make you a great nation. I will bless you and make your name great, and you shall be a blessing. Listen, verse 3 now. I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in all the families of the earth shall be blessed. All the families of the earth shall be blessed. All church. I want, be, I want my life blessed. Amen? I want my life blessed. I want to experience the blessing of God. So what do I do? I want to align myself with purposes of God. And, and we, tonight you're going to do that by faith, even this church, for this church. Now, let's go to Psalm 122. Let's get a place of prayer, time of prayer. I was glad when they said to me, let us go into the house of the Lord. Our feet has been standing within your gates of Jerusalem. Jerusalem is built as a city that is compact together where the tribes go up, the tribes of the Lord to the testimony of Israel. To give thanks to the name of the Lord for thrones are set there for judgment, the thrones of the house of, his, of, of David. And then it says, verse 6, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. So there is, remember the blessing? Remember us being in the kingdom of God, also we increase in wisdom? Write down those, those things. Remember, that's the blessing. That's the blessing of God by, by praying and then increase in the wisdom of God. 
And what? Oh, listen to this. Removes blindness from the church. Because what, what does that mean? We will not be wise in our own opinion. So I've spoken about it. There's a blessing which comes with it. Praying for Israel. The blessing of God. The blessing of God. And I'm talking about, in fact, he says, he says this. Let me, let me go back into them again. He says this. There's prosperity. There's prosperity. For taking that Romans 10, 1, and becoming your desire and my desire, your desire and my desire for praying for Israel that they may be saved. My, our prayer, our desire and our prayer, praying for, to God for Israel to be saved. And this, this scripture here shows us there is prosperity by doing so. There's prosperity. And then the second one, we've seen that in Genesis 12, they are Abraham's seed according to the flesh. Listen, God says this, so uh, for, the, for the gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. When he says this, he said it. He'll bring it to pass. He's faithful to keep his word. He told Abraham, all those who bless you, I will bless. So look at this. There's a blessing. The blessing that comes for praying and believing God and standing for Israel. The second thing. And another thing we've seen that in, in, a, in a Romans chapter 11, we've seen that there is something that happens there. We will not be wise in our own opinion. Uh, in our own opinion. So what does that mean? If we be wise in our own opinion, that means then we are being actually deceived. It's deception, church. That's the spirit of the end time, the spirit of deception. So we are protected from that. And what happens is this, there is increase or in understanding the eternal purposes of God. And what does that mean? There's revelation, the spirit of wisdom and revelation coming upon the church. Or the believer who's acting by faith. That's the third one. Did they say the third one? Yes. Say the third one. Yeah, I say three. That's all I said. Three. I thought there was a fourth. Okay. And then, uh, and then, uh, so he says, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. May they prosper who love you. And then he says, peace be within your walls, prosperity within your palaces, for the sake of my brethren. And for us they are, our brethren. For the sake of my brethren and companions, I will now say, peace be within you. Because of the house of the Lord our God, I will seek your good. So always remember this. As a believer, seek for the good of the Jewish people. Don't align with individuals that don't think anything much about Israel. Think, believe God for their good. Hallelujah. Merry Christmas. Oh, not Merry Christmas. Uh, do you receive something tonight? Do you see the reason to pray tonight? So do you know what we do? We do this by faith and receive it all here. here. Receive this and, 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 and believe God for 
ignorance to be removed, blindness, not only for the children of Israel, but for the church. And we start speaking the blessing of God over them, praying for their peace and praying for their salvation. My heart's desire and prayer for Israel, to God for Israel, is that they may be saved. We pray and believe God for salvation. And tonight, is, she's, she's a lady I pray for. I want us, we'll pray for Tammy Meros. Tammy, T-A-M-I. And you can be praying for her. Meros is M-E-R-O-Z. Tammy Meros. All right, you ready? You have some few minutes. Stand up on your feet, please. Hallelujah. Ingilando reshte boko shede bakandi atatastede. Ha, 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 ha. Oh, glory. I have some new things here tonight. I hope you are believing with me to hear because I, I was believing to hear. I don't think I've ever taught this way. And I've read many scriptures, but those scriptures are for faith coming. For faith coming. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father. Just thank him for his word tonight. Actually, I sense his presence. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit of God. Thank you, Lord. Father, tonight, thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. The knowledge of your will, the knowledge of your purposes, even concerning Israel. Father, we stand and we ask you for forgiveness as individuals and the church, the body of Christ, even in this nation, of any ignorance in our approach and in our praying or lack of it for the people of Israel for your purposes and your plans concerning the people of Israel. But tonight by faith, Father, we take this assignment. We receive it. We receive it into our lives. We receive it into the church, this church. We receive it into this nation, the church in this nation, to stand with Israel and believe you, Father, for your eternal purposes to be revealed. Your eternal purposes, the outpouring of your spirit to bring into bringing salvation to the Jewish people. Even this evening, Father, as many of them that have been truly some seeking in, 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 in this day of atonement and seeking you, Father. We're praying 
for the supernatural opening of their eyes through the spirit of the living God the outpouring of your Holy Spirit they are the unveiling of the Holy Scriptures concerning their father Abraham and concerning the covenant of Jesus your son as their Messiah we thank you father and believe you even thanking you for the salvation of Tammy Meros and her family and even the extended family as a point of contact of Jewish families all over the world. Father, they plan many of them moving back to their promised land. Father, thank you that you are a way maker and you are helping them move from the land that they have been scattered to according to your word and now they are going back to the land their land, the land that you promised to your, your servant and your friend Abraham and we thank you Father for the outpouring of your spirit upon the church the pouring of the Holy Spirit upon that nation, the pouring of the Holy Spirit upon many messianic Jews who are now speaking and testifying concerning their Redeemer Jesus Christ. Tonight Father, we humbly open our hearts and we ask you for the utterances of the Holy Spirit as we pray in the Holy Ghost. We ask you Father for utterances concerning your, pastor, your purposes of, of the Jewish people. Thank you Lord. Thank you Lord. Go ahead and pray in the Holy Ghost. Believe God to hear. Sadaya. Okay, they barish the bakaya. We give you our faith, Lord. Gayanda Mandea. We release our faith, Kandayanda Mande, for the salvation of the Jewish people, for the plans and your purposes for the Jewish people. Angayanda Mangeda. Angayanda Mangeda. We lift up. We lift up. We lift up our faith. We release our faith, Father, in your ability and in your power. Mamande Castea, Landange Dangaya, Landange Sedea, Lo Mandayale, Ahahaha, Loste Kesake, Angayana Mandese, Show Brandaya, Amandesada. Hallelujah. Go some utterance here. Let's believe God for it to come out. For you see, God does not live in time, He lives in eternity. So when you are dealing with God and his purposes, they are not time-bound. They are eternal purposes. He gave his word to Abraham concerning his seed after the flesh and concerning all families in the earth. Their eternal words, they don't change. They don't come to an end. But they shall be fulfilled as even Jesus said, even an iota of it shall be fulfilled. All of it shall be fulfilled. So don't think in time, in, 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 the, in terms, 
in the term of time. Don't think that way. Remove your mind from time. And think according to the word of God and according to the faith in your heart which has no time. The eternal purposes of God and the way to tap into them is by releasing faith. Faith in God. Faith in the eternal one. For his purposes to be fulfilled in your generation. For his purposes to be fulfilled now. You must use your faith. And don't let time dictate to you. No. Use faith to dominate even time. Use your faith in God to dominate over time and see results and see the happenings of the Holy Spirit and see the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. For the Bible says, even the last times they shall come, mockers will say, where is the promise of his coming? For centuries and for years, even our forefathers, they kept saying his coming, he has not come even until now. No, God is not slack concerning his promises. He says this, one day to him is like a thousand years. And a thousand years to him is like one day. In other words, what could have taken even a thousand years? It doesn't matter to him. He can take a moment. A moment. God does not dwell in time. God dwells in eternity. And through that, through his son Jesus Christ, he has put eternity in our hearts. So let's behave, let's talk, let's act, let's release our faith as eternal beings, not natural beings. We are not. We're eternal beings, dealing with the eternal purposes of God. So Father, we receive as a church, as individuals, as believers in Christ, as a church in this nation, we receive your purposes concerning Israel. We receive your purposes concerning the Jewish people. And in the name of Jesus, bless them now. We speak the blessing of God over all the Jewish people. And for the blindness to be removed right now. We take authority over blindness. Blindness coming from the enemy. We bind you in the name of Jesus. The God of this world. Who blinds the minds of those who do not believe. We have authority over you in the name of Jesus. We bind you blindness and we say go. In the name of Jesus. Light be. In the minds and the hearts of the Jewish people. Even during this season, Father, we are asking you. You said if you fathers who are evil know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more? Jesus said, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask you? Father, tonight we stand in agreement with your word. And we ask you for the outpouring of your spirit upon the Jewish people. We are asking you for the outpouring of your spirit to make it a reality today concerning the God of Abraham. 
concerning their Messiah, Yeshua, Jesus, the Son of God. We pray, Father, right now for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit upon the homes of Jewish people. And the angels of God who hearken to the voice of His word, go forth and do the purposes of God. Thank you, Father, for wars, wars being revealed to them as the eternal word of God being revealed to their minds and revealed to their hearts concerning your purposes, Father. And we pray even right now for the, for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We pray, Father, for the Jewish, the Jews, Jews all over the world. All over the world, Father, for their even peace. Peace and their protection. And we plead the blood of Jesus upon them. Father, we do thank you. Thank you for prosperity upon our lives. Thank you for your blessing upon our lives. Thank you for the increase of the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you, even in our lives. And Father, we do thank you for helping us and removing every kind of blindness and ignorance concerning your eternal purposes was the children of Israel. Father, we are grateful. We proclaim tonight, Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. Will you give him a shout of praise? Amen. Amen. Do you have anything? If you have, you have. If you don't have, you say that. Okay, go ahead. And Patrick and your son, I want you to come over here, please. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, Isaiah uh, 62 is a scripture you all know well that talks about, for Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. Yeah. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness and her salvation as a lamb that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name which the mouth of the Lord uh, will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the, land of, in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. You shall no longer be termed forsaken nor shall your land anymore be termed desolate, but you shall be called Hephzibah and your land Beulah, for the Lord delights in you, and your land shall be married. For as a young man marries a virgin, so shall your sons marry you. And as the bridegroom rejoices over the bride, so shall your God rejoice over you. I have set watchmen on your Praise walls, O Jerusalem. They shall never hold their peace day or night. You who make mention of the Lord, do Lord not keep silent, silent you, and give him no rest till he establishes and till he makes Jerusalem a praise Praise in the the earth. Amen. So that's the mandate you've given us. Yep, exactly. That's Psalm 62. Don't don't forget that. Amen. Did you receive some light tonight? Amen.